you found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about why now is the time for AK to pick a lane, which may include making a decision on to either extend or trade Nikola Vucevic. We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central, and I'm one of the hosts here of Locked On Bulls, holding it down for Pat the Designer. And today we're going to talk about it's simple. Right, It's simple. As of right now, per basketball reference, the Chicago Bulls have a 33% chance of making the playoffs, and they have a 31.9% chance of earning a top four pick, which would safeguard their pick from being conveyed to the Orlando Magic. What does that mean? That means that now, better than any other time, it's time for Tourist Karnasova and Mark Eversley, the front office of the Chicago Bulls, to pick a damn lane. That's what it's time to do right now. Now, looking at this, the reason why the title of this video is, is that it's either time to eat, to st- extend or trade Nikola Vucevic is because he's an expiring contract. And when, when you look at the NBA, just w- for people who've watched the NBA for quite a while, you know, expiring contracts are kind of a gem when it comes to trade deadlines. Not only because a team may be interested in trading for a player and not attaching long-term money, but also, if they do want to extend the player, they can work the extension in at, in with the trade, meaning that they can have as part of the provision of the trade that, that Nikola Vucevic's extension, if the team trading for him wants to extend him. Now, I'm not one of the fans that blame everything on Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic, to me, has been one of, if not the most consistent Chicago Bull this season. But when you simply look at it, is that he's an expiring contract. That's the only reason why he's on the, why that he's in the title of this video. 32 years old, he'll turn 33 before the, the start of next season. While he's putting up great numbers, 17 points per game, 11 rebounds, uh, 3.3 assists on 52% shooting and a 63% true shooting percentage, Vooch has been balling. So this comment is not an indictment on Vooch or his place on this team or how good of a player he is. I think Vooch is a damn good player. But a decision has to be made on what to do with Nikola Vucevic and it has to be made now. And because of that, The team has to make a decision, and that is, AK, when you look at the Bulls, we're in the middle of the pack right now with a roster that doesn't quite fit, and we know that we need to make a move, and we also, at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about something, an interesting thing on how the protections of that Portland pick could be removed, if you've seen Chicago Bulls Central, I already talked about it over there, but it is now time for AK to make a decision on Nikola Vucevic. Now, I see a lot of you guys in the comments, and another aspect is, or trade DeMar DeRozan. When you look at these two players... A, they can net the Bulls back a lot. Trading DeMar, who has another year of team control on his contract, um, who at times slows down the offense. You could look at moving P back to the back to the three, bringing in another four, or you could bring in another three. It really doesn't matter. But a decision has to be made. This team sits at the middle of the pack, and we've sat at the middle of the pack for the whole entirety of the season, dating back to last season. And I know the, the, the on and off with Lonzo Ball, all that, Lonzo isn't coming back. 
And even, even if Lonzo Ball does come back, there's a high probability and chance that Lonzo Ball is not the same Lonzo Ball once we do see him. Being out over a year of basketball takes most people a while to come back from. We'll see if Lonzo can overcome that. But really, when you look at it, when you have two players making the amount of money that DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine to a lesser extent, right? Well, not to a lesser extent. He's making the most money on the team. When you have three players that are making the amount of money they are, and you are barely, and well, you're right now outside of the play-in or barely in the play-in, you have to look to do something. And the fact that right now we sit with equal chances to make the playoffs and an equal chance to have a top four pick, which would which would mean that we get to hold on to our pick, it's now or never for AK to make a decision because you can't risk losing Nikola Vucevic for nothing in the offseason. No matter how down some Bulls fans are on him, no matter how much people try to blame everything on DeMar DeRozan, I'm sorry, on Nikola Vucevic, he's not the biggest problem here. But you can't risk losing him for nothing. You don't even want to open the door to that possibility. We've talked so often about the parity in the NBA today, right? The fact that you have so many teams that are jockeying for a position that are only separated by a few games. When you look at the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference to the tenth seed in the Eastern Conference, they're separated by seven and a half games. Seven and a half. The Brooklyn Nets right now, who are on, who were on a five-game uh, winning streak, they now lost one. The New York Knicks that, that were on also a winning streak, they've lost their last two in a row. But when you look at what it, all it takes in the Eastern Conference to drastically change the 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 standing of a team is a is a hot week or two. And the Chicago Bulls, while they flirted with it, right? This, the January was a terrible month of blown leads, and we'll talk about that a little bit here soon as well. But it's you have to make a decision. You have to pick a direction of this team. I understand why Nikola, I mean, why AK brought in veterans. I understand why he wanted to make this team a playoff team right away. I understand why he wanted to make his impact doing it. But AK has to look at this team and realize, even at best, this team is at best a second round exit. And that's with a healthy Lonzo Ball. The team and what you have constructed here, while a talented roster, just has not got it done. And sometimes you need a change of energy to do that. DeMar, listen, DeMar, especially last season, the king of the fourth, he was amazing. And I and I respect DeMar DeRozan. I respect his work ethic. I respect how he looks at the game. I respect all of that. But he is a one-way player that is terrible on defense. And while a lot of Bulls fans will have you say, oh, but he's our best player. But when your best player is a player that is a net zero on the defensive end, and you have one more year of contract with it, you have to look. This front office can't continue to sit on their hands and while they just watch the team. And one of the biggest concerns with me at this trade deadline, and I know this is a rumor, not all rumors are true, is that it said that the teams that have had talks with the Chicago Bulls have no idea what the Bulls are going to do. I don't know if AK and Eversley know what they're going to do either. A direction has to be picked. And, and DeMar, yes, you have the chance of kicking that can down the road if you're, if you're going to... Locking Nikola Vucevic, you can make a decision with DeMar DeRozan in the offseason. I'm not of the mindset that we need to make a de- we need to make every single decision at this trade deadline. It's not likely to happen. But the, when it comes to the contract of Nikola Vucevic, a player that has been what he's been for the Chicago Bulls, and while some people are like, well, why don't we have Orlando Vooch? A, you got to f- remember, Vooch is playing a completely different role than what he's played at any point of his career. And as a third option, to give you 17, almost 18 and 11 as a third option on the team, that makes him one of the better third options in the NBA. And guess what as well? 
opposite of what we've seen when we played through DeMar. When we played through Vooch, it's winning basketball. And again, I'm not against DeMar DeRozan as a player, but I'm against players that don't help this team win. And so when it comes to it, right, when it, when it all comes down to it, when you are building a team, not you don't have to have an active offseason every single offseason. You don't have to have an active trade deadline every tr- single trade deadline. Some fans would have you believe otherwise. You don't have to. But when you're a directionless team, you have to pick a direction. Are you going to go and be bad for a while and get some top draft picks for a while to add to Patrick Williams, Iota Sumu, Zach Levine, because it doesn't seem like they're going to move him either? Or do you pick a direction to try to add some talent to this team and and try to be a tough playoff team for the next amount of years? Right now, the Bulls are struggling. The Bulls are at the worst possible place for a team to be in, in professional sports, and that's middle of the pack. Matter of fact, we're not even middle of the pack. We are a team with high contracts, young players that aren't really growing uh, a lot because they aren't thrusting those positions to develop, and we are not seeing what we need to see from this team. We're just not. And when you're in that place in professional sports, it's bad. It's real bad. And so that is the issue with where the Bulls are now. And AK and Eversley have to pick a lane. They have to pick a route to go for the Chicago Bulls because we can't continue to see months like the month of January. We can't continue to have seasons where this team is so inconsistent, so up and down, so bipolar that that, that we believe in the losses more than we believe in the wins. The Chicago Bulls can go on a five-game winning streak. And if most Bulls fans are honest with you, if they lose two games after winning five, we're going to believe in those two losses more than we believed in the five wins. And that's because of how inconsistent, the lack of heart that this team has. The only thing that's been consistent with this team is the inconsistency. Shout out to Will Perdue on that. And January was one of the most inconsistent months for the Chicago Bulls. And we're going to talk about that up next. But before we do that, got to talk to you guys about one of our new partners, This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you, lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel uh, Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. Join, so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment uh, mean more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, family. So the month of January was a struggle for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls went seven and seven over the month of January. And while that doesn't sound too bad to have a month when you go over 500, six of those losses, so six of the seven losses that the Chicago Bulls had in the month of January came when the Bulls gave up or had double-digit leads. That is the biggest issue For this team, if you look at the team, out of the six games that they lost double-digit leads to, let's say that they just won half of those. That's three. That will put the Bulls right now at 26 and and, and um, 26 and 24, which is a winning record, right? That will put the Bulls above 500. 
So if you take, like, we would be 26 and 26 and 24. I think I said 26 and 27. 26 and 24. At that point, the Bulls would not only be above 500. If they were 26 and 24, that would put the Bulls as the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And that is what's been so frustrating about this team. It's not just to see them lose. It's to see them lose in a way in which their heart just has not been there. When you look at a team giving up six double-digit leads for losses, right? And we're not even talking about the games that they still won that they gave up double-digit leads. But when you have six losses that you led by double-digit points in, that is a problem. Every single part of this team has has a part in that issue. You got to look at Billy Donovan, his coaching decisions, the, the, the inability to continue riding the hot hand, the fact that we've seen way too many games in which Nikola Vucevic was cooking in the first half and then like the other night against the Los Angeles Clippers, touched the ball one time in crunch time in the fourth quarter. That is inexcusable. When you look at Zach Levine and his low basketball IQ coming back to bite the Bulls in the ass so often, that's something that a team that is trying to dig themselves out cannot continue to do. When you look at DeMar DeRozan, right, and the fouls, the the lack of defense, the, 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 the taking bad shots at times as well. Now, he's the best bad shot maker in the NBA, but there's something to be said with that. And one of the biggest issues that I have with this team as well this season is we talked about continuity coming in. We talked about the, the needing to see development from P. Will and Io DeSumo and, and Kobe White. Kobe White, grown defensively, shooting numbers in the toilet, Grew a lot defensively, but when you look at this, just the simplicities of it, we're not growing and developing our young players either. And that is what the, one of some of the biggest concerns are with this. When you have a team that's struggling, when you have a team that can't hold on to leads, when you have a team where their veterans, two of the highest played players on the team, have hurt us so much in fourth quarters of games, and you're not developing the young next upcoming, supposed to be cornerstones of this franchise, If definitely not franchise players. I think we're past the point of thinking Patrick Williams is going to be a franchise player. He could still get there, but I'm back past the point of, of waiting on it or, or expecting it. And a team that doesn't have their own first-round pick this season, doesn't have their own first-round pick in 2025 either, but we do own five out of our next seven first-round picks. So shout-out to AK on that one. The month of January was so disgusting for the Chicago Bulls because of the starts and stops. Because every time this team gave you a little something that made it seem like, oh, we're about to start going. We're about to start hitting the floor running. They came back and lost multiple games in a row. Let's just go over the month of January real quick. We started off with a huge loss against the Cleveland Cavaliers in which Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points on us. Right? That's how we started off the month of January. We then chip off three wins in a row against Brooklyn, Philly, and Utah. All tough teams and tough matchups for us. The Philly one, Joel and B didn't play in that one, but you guys know what I mean. Follow that up with three consecutive losses against Boston, Washington, and OKC. Three wins against Golden State, Detroit, and Atlanta. Two losses against Indiana and Charlotte. A win against Orlando. A loss against the Los Angeles Clippers to end the month of January. What's the one thing that you see with that? That tells me that that's a team that hasn't found their their thing yet. This is a team with three veterans on it that has no identity. There's no reason why a team that has a $215 million player on it, 
another player making $20 million a year, another player making close to $20 million a year that can't get the job done. And and the month the half the first half of January was the first time that Nikola Vucevic, Demar Derozan, and Zach Levine as a unit has a had a positive box plus minus. So you're looking at a team that's been together for a season and a half at this point, and you mean to tell me the only time that they've had a positive plus minus was during a time in during a half a month of January that you end up going 500 over that month. That is a core that's not going to get the job done. That's a core that's not going to get it. Something has to change with this core. And as we approach, we're less than a week away from the trade deadline. Something has to give. The month of January is not a month that us as Bulls fans deserve to go through. There's not a month that, that, that any fan base deserves to go through. And like I said before, Vooch is not the problem. Right? Vooch is misused. Vooch, I, to me, the reason why I say you either have to trade or extend Vooch is just to say you have to make a decision. I would love to see Vooch stay. And just like, again, I'm not putting us in the same vein as the Toronto Raptors, but just like you saw that team able to go further when they did trade for a better player, but guess what? Not only was it a better player, it was a two-way player in Kawhi Leonard. AK's inability to pick a direction for this team is bad. The coaching on this team, when you look at the month of January, going 7-7 seven to seven over this month, giving up 10 double-digit leads for losses. We've, we gave up actually nine double-digit leads, but we're able to come back and hold on to the other three. And you extend that head coach. You, you bet. You made your bet, and you bet on Billy Donovan. You gave him a several year more extension. And the fact that we don't even still don't even know how many years are on that extension is damn right, downright, I should say, sorry, downright despicable. You you gave this coach an under-the-table extension, and then you looked at your fan base and said, eat it. We we don't even AK and Eversley have still yet to, to tell us about the extension. We haven't heard it from their mouths. We we got it released, we got it released, but our 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 front office has yet to sit there and say, hey, this is why we extended Billy Donovan. We like him as a coach. We like what he does. We like his development plan. They haven't given us nothing. They extended him and have not talked about it. It's so many issues right now sitting with this team. And until this team picks a lane, picks a direction, picks a style of play, picks anything, bets on something, we're we are destined to just continue hovering around the purgatory place of professional sports. And, and, and it's, it's, it's almost as if the front office takes for granted that it's almost like we just like they, they act as if they're the front office that gave us Derrick Rose. Like they have any type of built up stock in their ability to build this team out. And we don't. And as long as as long as we keep hearing Demar's and the Bulls don't plan on moving Demar, they don't plan on moving Vooch, they don't plan on moving Zach, Alice Caruso, Patrick Williams are all untouchable. We don't plan on moving Io. We had deals for Kobe White. We denied those deals. What are you doing then? Because clearly, betting on keeping this team together is not going to pay the dividends that we deserve to see from a Chicago Bulls team. And it's it's downright disgusting. 
But I want to talk to you guys. I want to end this on a more positive note. We're going to talk about how the Portland Trailblazers may be incentivized to lift the protections on their pick. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk to you guys about prize picks. And so prize picks is fantasy sports made easy. So how does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they'll go on to score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college of basketball, the WNBA, shout out to the Chicago Sky that have also lost a lot of players, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Bulls fans. If you can't tell, I'm frustrated with this team. I'm frustrated as heck with this team. Um... <laughs> But before we end today, I want to talk about something that came out from Kevin O'Connor, and I thought it was an extremely interesting point to be made, and that's about the Portland Trailblazers' first-round pick that is lottery-protected um, for the Bulls in 2023. Now, if though for those that don't know, just to kind of add some color to this, the protections last up to 2028, or 2026, I think. What that means is that if the Bulls don't get the pick this year, it, basically the next time the Portland Trailblazers miss the playoffs or make the playoffs, we get the pick. But the reason why I say, and Kevin O'Connor pointed this out, that the Portland Trailblazers may be incentivized to lift those protections is that right now the Portland Trailblazers, all by all, all estimations, everything that we heard, do not plan on moving Dame Lillard. They actually plan to continue to try to add to the team to build around Dame Lillard. So one of the things that's hampering them from making big trades is that they can't trade their own first round pick in 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, or 2027. That's because those picks, even backup, you can't trade successive picks, but since there's pick protection and backup protection for the Chicago Bulls for if that pick does not convey, they cannot trade those first round picks without putting heavy, heavy protections on it for whatever team they send it to. But what the Portland Trailblazers can do is they can actually remove the protections on the Chicago Bulls pick this year. So move the protections from that 2023 first round pick that would allow them to offer up picks to trade picks in 2025, 2027 and 2029. But that would also allow them to offer pick swaps in 2024, 2026 and 2028. So basically, it frees up the Portland Trailblazers to basically use six first-round picks in a potential trade to bring in more talent to this team. Now, it's highly unlikely that they do it. And basically, the Portland Trailblazers would have to have a trade in place already that they then need those picks for and say, all right, to facilitate this trade, we're going to remove the protection on the 2023 pick. So with that said, it's this. It's some light at the end of that tunnel. If the Portland Trailblazers at this trade deadline decide, hey, we want to try to go, we want to make the playoffs this season. We want to take a, a flyer on one of these players that are available. 
The Portland Trailblazers right now sit barely outside the play-in. They are technically only one game out of being the seventh seed, <laughs> which is wild to me, but they're only two games out of being like the, the, the 13th seed. So if the Portland Trailblazers want to make a considerable move to try to move up those standings, they can move, they can release the protections on that 2023 pick. Now, is that for sure going to happen? No. It's, it's probably not likely to happen, but there is a chance of it. And if that does happen, if the Portland Trailblazers need to facilitate a trade and they remove those protections, what that means then is that the Bulls will get that pick outright. And in a year where we don't own our own first-round pick, even though we have a 31% chance of, of getting that pick, it could be something to look out for as the trade deadline looms outside of just looking at – that was a Pat the Designer pause, by the way. I didn't intend to do that. But – as the Bulls look to do something at the trade deadline or as we monitor the trade deadline overall, we could be looking and seeing if Portland has a deal in place in which it may be incentivized to release the protections on that pick. So, again, I don't want to present it as something that's going to be for sure happening because that's not what I'm trying to do, but it is an option. And it is something that the Bulls could look out for as we continue to go. I see Kenneth Swift in the comments saying we need a, a more size. Of the, no, Patrick Williams is bigger with a longer wingspan and taller than half the starting power forwards in the league. We got to stop. Like, and that's another thing that we're, me and maybe Pat will get into in a different episode. The modern day NBA, we have to release what we look at as traditional positions based off size. That's done. Patrick Williams can absolutely be a four in this league. He needs to play better, but he absolutely can be a four in this league. But with that being said, it's just something to look out for. It's just something to monitor as we continue to go towards this trade deadline. Um, and we can see what happens. We can see what happens. Not to say that I'm overly optimistic that that's going to happen, but it is an option and something that we need to look out for. So, something to look out for. Um, SB Talk Sports in the building. Shout out to SB Talk Sports. Um but yeah, so that is just what I wanted to present to you guys. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, Bulls trade rumors are all but but quiet. Doesn't seem like this team is going to make a considerable move or if any move at the trade deadline. We actually talked about today that the team has actually, Chicago Bulls have actually de declined trade uh, proposals for Kobe White as of this week. So look at that. This week. They got offered trades for Kobe White, which tells me then seems like the Bulls plan on keeping Kobe White. So that's another player that they plan on keeping as my phone starts ringing. So we'll see what happens with this team. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Bulls. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow Pat at Pat the Designer. You can also follow us collectively at Locked On Bulls, but we definitely want to thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all.